musketry of Union soldiers in July of 1864. The fort had been recreated and preserved, but few tourists now visited the site. The grounds mainly served as a playing field for most of the neighborhood boys. Chapter 2 At Fort Stevens, the boys saw two brothers, Dominic and Angelo Martini, standing in the middle of the field. You want to move on? said Billy. The last time they'd met, Dominic Martini had ridden Derek hard. Nah, said Derek. It's all right. Billy's neighborhood, Brightwood, was mostly white, working and middle class, and heavily ethnic. Greeks, Italians, Irish Catholic, and all varieties of Jew. The families had worked their way north as they began to make more money in the prosperity years following World War II. They were seeking nicer housing, yards for their children, and driveways for their cars. Also, they were moving away from the colored, whose numbers and visibility had rapidly increased citywide in the wake of reurbanization and forced desegregation. Derek lived in Parkview, south of Petworth, now mostly colored and some working-class whites. He attended Bacchus Junior High and would go on to Roosevelt High School. Billy went to Paul Junior High and was destined for Coolidge High, which had some coloreds, most of whom were athletes. Many Coolidge kids would go on to college far fewer would from Roosevelt. Roosevelt had gangs. Coolidge had fraternities. Derek and Billy lived a few short miles apart, but the differences in their lives and prospects were striking. They approached the boys. Dominic, 16, stood a couple inches shy of six feet and had the build of a man in his twenties. His skin was dark, as was his perfectly pompadoured hair. His black eyes were flat. He had dropped out of Coolidge on his last birthday and was a pump jockey at the Esso station south of Georgia and Piney Branch. His brother Angelo, 14, was similarly complected but lacked the raw bone size, good looks, and confidence of Dominic. His slumped posture said that he was aware of the difference. Billy, said Dominic, so you got your shadow with you today. His name's Derek, said Billy, a forced strength to his voice. Relax, Billy boy. Dominic smiled, dragged on a cigarette, and gave Derek the once-over. Want to fight? Derek had expected the challenge. The first time they'd met, he'd seen Martini do this to another kid. Not today, said Derek. Maybe you want to run to your mama instead. Dominic's mention of his mother and his idea of a colored accent caused Derek to involuntarily ball his fists. He took a breath and relaxed his hands. Now look here. I don't mean you gotta mix with me, said Dominic. Wouldn't be fair. I don't pick on no one little, see? I was thinking of you and Angie, said Dominic. And as the words left his mouth, Angelo's eyes dropped. I got no quarrel with your brother, said Derek. Knock it off, Dom, said Angelo. I'm talking to Derek, said Dominic. Derek knew he could take Angelo. Shoot. The boy's chin was down on his chest. He was already beat. There wasn't anything in kicking Angelo's ass for Derek. Wasn't any way Angelo could win. You got your mitts, said Derek. Yeah, we got them, said Dominic. So? Me and Billy, said Derek. We'll take y'all on in a ball game instead. How about that? Fine, said Dominic. But first, say you won't fight. Dominic, said Angelo in a pleading way. I got no need to fight, said Derek. That ain't the same thing. Say what I told you to say. Or step to my brother and put up your hands. Okay, then, said Derek. I won't fight. He didn't mind saying it. He had not backed up a step, 
folded his arms, or looked away. His body said that he was not afraid. Dominic could see it. He knew. All right, said Dominic. For a moment, Derek saw something human in Martini's eyes. Let's play ball. The Martini boys had a bat, a hardball, and two mitts stashed in the ammo bunker built in the base of the fort's hill. Basically, the game was stickball. Base hits were calculated by landmarks. The flagpole, the fort's commemorative plaque, etc. With the crest of the hill, the ultimate goal. A ball hit over the wall of the fortification line was a home run. Derek had the superior swing, and even Billy was a better athlete than both of the martinis. Soon it was apparent that the contest was done. When Derek knocked out his third homer, Dominic said he was bored and stopped the game. After putting the playing equipment back in the bunker, Dominic turned to Derek. Say, you ever had any men? Sure have, said Derek, which was a lie. Sure you have, said Dominic, laughing a little and lighting a cigarette. Me? I get it all the time. Dominic pulled something from his pocket and held it in front of Derek. You know what this is? That's a cherry bomb. How about I set it off? Go ahead. Martini lit the fuse off his smoke and calmly dropped the bomb into the muzzle of one of the cannons. The cherry bomb exploded and its report was surprisingly loud. A janitor came from the church, yelled something at the boys, and walked toward them. Angelo and Billy jogged in the direction of 13th Street. Derek and Dominic followed the other two out of the park, walking at a leisurely pace. You and me, said Dominic. We ain't gonna run from nothing, right? Derek had the feeling that this afternoon would come to some kind of bad, the way a boy always knows that the direction of the day is turned. It was as if